Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 332. I'm whispering. Because I'm in my room at South by Southwest. It's very late at night. It's almost 2 in the morning, central time. Um, I just came back from an event that we produced with Cirque du Soleil, which was a, incredible. Um, it was uh, We did a panel with the, the Cirque creative director and some of the folks, one of the performers, and a bunch of people who work on Cirque du Soleil, various productions. We did a panel, and then we shot some stuff, and then this... If you've ever heard of the Divine Fits, you should. They're kind of a super band made up of um, Brit from Spoon and guys from Handsome Furs and uh, and Wolf Parade. And so then the Divine Fits played, and then Cirque did like a 30-minute performance where they just pulled stuff from other Cirque shows and mashed them together just for South by Southwest. And it was unbelievable. They... There were three guys standing on shoulders, and then a guy did a backflip and became the fourth guy on this person tower. Oh, my God. I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. Um, anyway, South by Southwest, amazing. Um, going to Grand Rapids, Michigan to do the podcast live in a couple days for Gilda's Laugh Fest. Uh, so check out Nerdist.com slash calendar, because we or I will probably be coming to a city near you. This episode is sponsored by Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is out in stores. In stores like Target. And Target is the thing that Lara Croft might shoot at. Um, if you go for a limited time, that connection didn't work at all. <laughs> anyway, it's available now. You can finally buy it. So if you, from what they have limited supplies, you can get the special edition that includes a collectible steel book and a shantytown multiplayer map. Um, it's Tomb Raider for Xbox, and it's kind of a reboot of the franchise. I mean, we've been talking about this for for a little while um, when Camilla Ludington was on, who plays Lara Croft. Um, she's just grungier. She's a little more relatable. So uh, there and tons of different kinds of gameplay. With the, with the new Tomb Raider. There's uh, the survival, stealth mode, melee, range combat, exploration, so uh, there will definitely be something to to satisfy your game-playing appetites in the new Tomb Raider, which is out right now. I thank them for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast, which is our buddy Ben Schwartz, who is a UCB guy, who is uh, has written on a ton of things and acted in a bunch of stuff. 
He was in The Other Guys. Now he's on House of Lies with Don Cheadle. Cheadle! But Ben's just a super great guy and really just fun to hang out. He's just a good, likable guy who's hilarious. So uh, here you go. And there's podcast episode number 332. We all got in a room for this one. Um, I know that I'm not suggesting that we don't want to get in the room other times. Matt and Joan and I always want to do the podcast together, but sometimes circumstances prevent that from happening. This time, however, we were able to do it, and it was a blast. Getting together with the old gang who's still the current gang. The Nerdist Podcast number 332 with Ben Schwartz. Now entering Nerdist.com. Uh, right outside the door, there yeah, should be. Oh, one, spit, spit it from across the room. Oh, nice shot. Thanks, guys. Man Schwartz. Thank you. So All right, much. I'm recording now. Uh, we were just talking about the. <laughs> ben, you said to Matt Myra, oh, "Sorry about Attack of the Show." And we we're like, "Oh no, the whole network went away. <laughs> it, <laughs> it wasn't just the show. Wasn't just. Yeah. I mean, the, the show was basically." The show was basically the band in Titanic. Yeah, you really did a number on us, man. <laughs> it was just a tiny piece of a bigger ship that was going down. I had no yeah. idea. I thought it was flourishing. The so show was, was fine, and then you hosted a couple episodes, and they were like, that's it. One it week, then they said it that's it. It wasn't, Ben. It was Horatio saying. <laughs> Why is everybody blaming Horatio? Okay, I'll, I'll blame myself. he was hosting when we got the act. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. What a weird day that must have been. <laughs> No, him. we were telling him, like, on Monday, we're like, you know we're getting canceled, right? Oh. <laughs> I remember when I was Here's... doing it, someone from someone big from the network was coming down to check it out, and everybody was like, hey, some some guy from whatever is coming yeah. down, and he really liked it. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then two weeks later, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, oh. I, that, was, uh, that was Adam. I really, I really like this. President. I really like what you're doing. Which is why it's so hard to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. Let's go. It's a shame we have to do this. It's a real, it's a real shame. I, actually, now that I say it out loud, I really don't feel that bad about it. No. Mm. Well, in a way, you're good. not gone. They're gonna. I think they bought Parks and Rec to rerun on the. Oh, perfect! Program. Great. Yeah. They so did. Once every, uh, yeah. once every once couple every months, four or five I'll get a five weeks. cent check. Ooh, get a that check five cent check. That's yeah, Parks and Rec Party Down's gonna be on. That's actually oh, really? huge. It's That's like, great. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like a great on, new network. Is there some bold programming choices? Adam Scott done that's gonna be on this network? <laughs> okay, um, they're putting on very watchable programming. Yeah. Weirdly, I don't know what their new shows are gonna be like, but the shows that they're rerunning, besides uh, Knight Rider, obviously. The Aviator. They're gonna show the Aviator. I hope so. Co-starring Adam Scott. I tell you, I'd fucking watch it, but I have Directv, so I can't watch that you either. Get it? No, I won't even. Get that it. would be funny though. That if like when it became Esquire, I just went on back on Directv. You know, stranger well, things have happened. Kind of plan, yeah. Do you love DirecTV? I'm digging it. I do I enjoy like DirecTV. Everybody has DirecTV. Yeah, and I, I do enjoy the. I do enjoy the watch live. Uh, you can, on their app, you can watch live TV on the. app. Also, I love watch what happens I live. I love watching it on DirecTV. Yeah, it just yeah, feels yeah, better yeah. for some Anything reason. Live and watch. I just love Andy Cohen and Satellite. You look at your watch for a good hour and a half. Just look <laughs> down at your watch for a good hour and a half. Watch what happens live. Ben Schwartz. Hey, guys. From House of Lies. <laughs> Were you guys mad that another House of Show is out now? God damn it. House of Cards, really? By the way, I was. I kind of was. Because someone said, uh, someone will confuse our name. Not pissed, but uh, but now a lot of people say they like House of Cards as well. But I have this weird part of me that's like, I don't want to watch it because it has the first two things of ours. And alphabetically, yeah. they fall before you guys oh, now. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, but oh, though, is, is your show's title a reference to that Simpsons episode where Lisa goes to the dentist and is like, how often do you brush? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Why must you turn my house of dentistry into a house of lies? I think that's probably how they name the Probably. Do you get angry when you drive by the house of pies? I do, by the way. (laughs) And by the way, have you ever been to the real house of pies where it's just a house that looks like a cherry pie? No, but no, I'm what? Where is this? It's not a real thing. Oh, but, uh, why could would you, you ever gone to West Hollywood and got a house exist. of guys? You can't just <laughs> like, fucking, fun. fucking throw a house shaped pie into me. And I know, I like, apologize. It would murder me. I was mean. Simpsons, I watch an episode of Simpsons every night before I go to sleep. Yeah, where do you, do you, did you keep up? No, I ha- I anytime they release a DVD, I, I purchase it. I have yeah. every DVD that Simpsons have ever released. And I'll watch it uh, as I go to sleep because I've seen every episode so many times mm-hmm. that I find if I watch something when I go to sleep that I haven't seen before, I can't go to sleep. I'm the same way. I talk about this all the time. It's like if I've seen something a million times, I can go to sleep to it. It's because exactly you correct. close your eyes and then you just imagine what you would be seeing. And it's also comforting. Yeah, it's very yeah, it comforting. Is. It makes me feel like it's time for bed. I'll it's, go yeah. to my bed, bring my laptop. That's basically, that's basically your mom singing lullabies as The Simpsons. Like a familiar yeah. voice. Yeah. That is just sort of. Well, letting... my mom was Nancy Cartwright, so it was like exactly. Uh, totally, worked out. <laughs> totally worked out for you. It's the same exact. Do you do thing. candy movies or just The Simpsons? Just The Simpsons. Yeah, um, and just like like you're like I start I literally up to like start, nine or ten. I, I go through it episode by episode from the first episode. But if there's some, you know, I'll sometimes skip the uh, horrors ones, the Treehouse of Horrors ones, because it scares me a little bit. It scares you? Well, just like because it gets my heartbeat up a little bit sometimes. Yeah, that's well, true. The music's very. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's very intense. But now, uh, in the midst of all the flesh eating, we <laughs> forgot the love. Yeah. <laughs> Will you tell your mom by the way that she was great in twilight zone the movie yeah absolutely I appreciate yeah. she knows i don't have to tell okay, her she good. knows <laughs> she always does that i on um, springfield tumblr real good stuff which one is this i on springfield Do you there's know a bunch of them i have that yeah, yeah, yeah springfield is like you play a, that game that ipad game where it's like touching Springfield. no i tried to get into it then it just seemed like running a bunch of errands that's what it huge, felt like yeah yeah i'm playing it but it's most video games are really just running a bunch of errands it yeah. is it's running running a bunch of errands as a wizard, but you're still like, and like in Skyrim, I'm just running errands. Yeah. But even games like that where there's no end, like uh, Farmville or this type of game, there's no end. So after a while, you're like, what am I still doing? How am I still doing this? It's kind of just I'm not life. I'm trying to achieve something. It's just life, then. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. literally like, what am yeah, I doing? Like, Why do I. Like Plants vs. Zombies, I loved Plants vs. Zombies. And then, in, uh, and then they released an upgrade where when you finish the game and you finish all the extra games, now you have a Zen garden to take care of. And so you're just on there gardening. Like, what am I doing? I'm not even fighting zombies with plants. I'm just watering plants and playing the music. Which you don't even do in real life. You should water plants in real life. The plants in my house, way dead. Dead. And the zombies in your house, unsatisfied. They're also dead. They're just animated dead. Yeah. For a quick sec, Ben Schwartz, let's just talk about the fact that I did not expect Matt Myra to be here because he was just in Toronto and Chicago. What were you doing was, there? Yeah, I got back yesterday. I well, sh- I did to Chicago. I did a shows with Doug Benson. Ooh, and Rory Scoville. Did you do I Love Movie movies? We did a movie. Did you do I Love Movies? The cat version. I'll be in the Tournament of Champions, <laughs> you guys. It worked out very well. Ooh. So uh, and then me- uh, went Doug to Toronto hates. to visit the set of a to visit the set of a of a brand new BBC America drama, Orphan Black. So that's good. Meow, meow, By the way, the actor. What are you doing on your phone right now? I, I'm dealing with movies. a lot of things right now. Movies. I have to leave in a half hour for a conference hey call. Hey man, thanks with so England. much for coming down for a couple minutes. That's really polite. What's you really it? enjoy. To be you fair, the conference call is probably for the show that we're all doing. Yeah, it is. I got is that a true? conference call with Arthur Darville. Oh, nice. Put him on the air. Patch him in. Patch him in. You're here, Arthur. You're on the line. Please tell him I said hello. I have to do it from a cubicle because uh, you have to, like, sign some paperwork to get your phone in the building to dial out to the international waters. 
And to sign that document, you probably have to call the weird call center that's in India and yeah, give and them all takes, these crazy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's true. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. So you have to call internationally in order you to call, be allowed to call. You have to call, call internationally. internationally and give them all these crazy numbers that mm -hmm. you don't know, yeah. like these crazy employer and identification. And you have to deal with those people. Wait, what? Oh, IT God. people. Oh, IT no, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what, you meant. what did you guys think? I don't. Don't project like... your racism on top of me. Sounds just like a poi muncher to me. Wait, wow. oh, who are you talking to? Oh, oh, you just, just emailed HR. Life. I contacted you HR. Emailed you emailed HR? You're all gone. With seven letters, you <laughs> yes. told us we're all gone? I have a shorthand with them uh, because right, I, right. I contact them it's so like, much. Right. Take your best them. shot, you pig berry and grass skirts. Oh, my God. They're actually coming in. They're coming in right now. They're coming in literally right now. Yeah, there they are. Oh, my God. Oh, well, uh, thank you, sirs. <laughs> hey, guys, it's a luau. They just come in and throw a luau. Yeah. Oh. Ben, um, where, 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 I've been working on it. I've been working on it for a while. How, how are you shooting House of Lies right now? I just finished. Okay. I, ju I literally just finished two weeks ago, or one week ago. This is my first week off. Get it straight. You guys get in season oh, sorry, three, I, right? I apologize. We got a season three, Progress. so we just finished. It's what if, really what if they're like, sorry, no, season three. We're also a house of lies. Oh, oh no, I would hate that. Yeah. And then we got the news in a pie. <laughs> that you would love it. Yeah. Um, it's good. This season is really good. It's really good, I think. Uh, um, and it gets really dark and awesome. Um, can you guys be honest with me and tell me if anybody here has actually seen the show? I've seen the show. Have you seen more than one episode of the show? I've seen two episodes of the okay. show. Okay. Which season? This season or last season? Uh, I'm going to say it was the IBC, IBC root beer folk that season. Okay, that sure. Season? Chris, have you seen an episode? I have not seen the episode. I Jonah? have to be honest with you. Now, I probably would have if I hadn't bailed on Dexter. I bailed on Dexter. And that was it for And you? then it was like Showtime just kind of faded away. And I, I've been meaning to, mm -hmm. even Deanna the other day was saying that we need to watch it. What about it. Nurse Jackie? Oh, really? Yeah. watching Nurse Jackie? I never got into Nurse Jackie. I've seen Nurse Jackie. Is it good? I haven't seen it. I've been hearing I saw, great things about Enlightened. I saw half a season of it, but it sort of felt like... Nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie <laughs> sort of felt like Lady House. In a way. I'm not saying that it was. Okay. But it was like... You know, she has a dysfunction. I mean, she's not like solving crimes. It's more of a soap opera in the in this. I mean, it was fucking. House never solved crimes, by the way. What? House never Didn't solved crimes. Didn't House go into the health crimes. medical crimes? Crimes of health. <laughs> they yeah. weren't medical crimes. They Who solved these medical crimes. The nature. Well, it was always it was, a guy wearing a mask. It was House versus Nature. Yeah. Um, house versus Nature is a great idea for it's a show. Really yeah. great idea. Just don't call it houses house are just nature. against nature in, in, in a their, weird yeah. way. Yeah, they're they're fighting nature so nature doesn't kill exactly. you. Exactly. Especially the woman, that's why you have to Lisa, make them look like a pie. Lisa Edelstein from House just did two episodes of our show. She's great. Oh. She is um, great and beautiful. But so nurse, she's doing the house circuit then. She's doing the house. Next, <laughs> yeah. doing house of cards. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> literally <laughs> just gonna live in a house. House himself was really a house of lies with his Vicodin addiction. That's true. But I but I also think you know Nurse Jackie was a beautifully acted show and I thought it was really cool. But just halfway through, I just kind of. I mean, you know, the, there are so many great things to watch now. Mm -hmm. We're in this crazy renaissance of entertainment. And uh, I just feel like I'm, I have difficulty keeping up with with everything that I'm supposed to be watching. I agree. I find myself getting um, overwhelmed by my DVR. It almost becomes homework to me when I see so many things in my DVR and I have to figure out which I'm going to erase no. to leave more room for something else. Well, you know, it's when, you're, when you're younger, you kind of just, oh, I'll just watch stuff because I'm just watching stuff. And then when you get older, I feel like there's a little bit of an emotional investment. You're like, okay. Can I emotionally invest in yeah, whatever the true. arcs of this story are? And just like, it's the reason that I have not watched The Wire yet because I know that it's going to completely. Same with me. I haven't seen an episode of it yet. Yeah, I've never me. seen I, Really? Yeah. That no. it's going to completely absorb my life. And I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that at this point. I was watching, uh, I was catching up on uh, Dead, uh, Deadwood. 
And like I was watching, yeah, yeah, she did, I think two or three episodes Mm -hmm. of it where she was great in it. And like, it's like, I was watching it and it was cause I was sick and then I got better and then I slowed down. And now I don't know if I can emotionally just like jump back into it. Like, it's like, it's like skipping out in the gym for a while. You're like, oh, it's been so long. It really really is. There's there's an emotional gym. It's like, you know, like getting into a new show is sort of like, I start doing squats. Yeah, it's but. a lot, especially if everybody. I just watched Breaking Bad. But the same thing. I have to get sick in order to watch a TV series, and I got I watched Breaking Bad because if, if it's on Netflix Instant, also that's the easiest way to get me to watch something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if it's on like iTunes, some of that. And so I started watching that, but I was consuming so much so quickly that I was it was almost too much. It was almost too much. That's how I watched the first three seasons of Breaking Bad, and, yeah, it, and it, it really affects you. Like, yeah. it kind of messes you up because you're watching a whole bunch of them, all these people being horrible, and then you go out into the world, and then, like, you, like the whole time I was watching it, I told Deanna that I would wait for her to get off of work so we could watch it together. Right. But I was like, well, I'll just watch one episode. No big deal. And then I was like, fuck, I gotta watch another episode. Yeah, and then like I, drugs. Yeah, and then she'd be like, what'd you do today? I'd be like, I just kind of wrote, and this is, I kind of did my, like, well, I was watching the show and lying tour the entire time. Yeah. I was Walter White on a very low scale. Ooh. Yeah. I'm really not sure those two things are comparable. Well, let's um, break it down for a second. <laughs> Please. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Walter is doing something that you know he thinks is okay because he's convinced himself that it is. Sure, but he's lying. Yeah, but he's convinced. He's like, wait, what's going on? Calling HR. HR. Wait, wait. He's calling HR by time. But he's convinced. He's initially convinced that he's doing it for his family. Yes. You were not doing it for Deanna's sake. Yes, I was. I wanted to make sure it was good enough for her. But if it's good enough for her, it's good enough for her. So you're like, you're like the guy who eats the king's dinner to make sure it's not poisoned. (laughs) This is great. No, I get it. You can get that job. Come on, anybody can. Throw your name in the hat. But in the end, basically, throw your name in the crown. With all this means, is that. <laughs> Maybe we should watch one episode of House of Lies, right? Yes. I, I, we'll definitely watch no, it now. You will say, enjoy it. This say. season especially, I, I think, will, is so fun. I will say this for the record. The two episodes of House of Lies I did watch were great, and yes. it's not like I watched them months ago. I watched it like... <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. who are you calling? Oh, you, uh, just uh, duly noted. Like two, two weeks ago. Two for the weeks record. ago. For the record. Really? Yeah, yeah. Would you watch girl, My girlfriend one? watches it. I'm so telling it you, it's a really fun show, but I don't think a lot of people have like got hooked hooked on it yet. And I'm hoping that this is the season that it Listen, happens. Listen, I heard that uh, Don's not uh, yapping at the camera anymore. Is that true? He doesn't do it as much, right? He doesn't. In the first season, they had uh, uh, talk to the cameras like Zach Morris type stuff, uh, but not about the stuff that Zach Morris talked about. And he didn't do a timeout. He didn't do a timeout. But now uh, it, he references the nerdiest thing about it. If you watch the show, is that the whole sh- all of our characters are severely flawed in some way, and um, we lie to everybody because that's what our job is. Our job is to get the job and stuff like that. And the only time that Don ever tells the truth is when he looks into the camera and he talks because he's explaining it to the audience or, or we don't know who he's explaining to but that's what it is so um, that device is still used when he wants to have an aside with us he'll look in the camera or say something but before he used to explain what the business world was like that and now it's not in it as much that was like the first season of Sex in the City they did that there were Someone a lot of confessionals and like just random people would talk to the camera like, I feel that blah, 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 you know, because I think it yeah. was built more around I'm the fact that... I'm not going to lie. When that device is used well, I enjoy it. So I, 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 I thought it was... I thought I liked it. There's, yeah, a difference between, there's a difference between when it, when it actually works well and drives a story or when you're like, oh, they had to add that later because no one... I mean, I'm not saying that's the... No, 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 no. I know lies, what you're but you, you know what I'm talking about. VO and films is used yes, a lot. exactly. All of a sudden, there's a, a character you never heard of before. Yeah. <laughs> I did a movie that... Um, it was called Peep World, and it was a movie that didn't have voiceover in it. And then uh, by the time we were done, Lewis Black had been hired to play like the narrator of oh, wow. the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted, Ted Peep World. 
Ted Big yeah. World. But yeah. like that, that's what happened in uh, uh, Sleepwalk with me. Like Birbiglia. I like uh, that movie. I liked it a lot too. But like he did go back and put in all that stuff of him in the car. Like oh, that's narrating yeah. the story. Which is great. I mean, I think for a, for a movie that is a stand-up's point of view, that's yes. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I like that movie. It's I think good. it's very funny. I liked it a lot. How is Don Cheadle, by the way? Is he He's the most delightful man Extraordinary. In the world? And like amazing with his family and at work. You know, when you're like the number one guy on the call yeah. sheet, if you if you act a certain way, everybody, it all goes down. We all act the same way. And he's so respectful of the crew of the writers and treats everybody so well. And uh, we all, we, I know everybody said it on the show, but we're like, we love each other. The four of us spend every day, literally every day for three and a half months together. And so we really get close and stuff like that. And then you brought him into doing, and you've done that a lot with your show, Snow Pants. Yeah, man. You, just bring, you bring these like actors in to do like comedy improv. Yeah. So Cheadle is done. So Snow Pants is a show. I, so I came up from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, which all of a sudden, has, did you hear all the hoopla about the payments? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what? Yeah. What's That's happening? Oh. Was a, 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 this guy, so. Kurt Metzger uh, in New York, complained that like, you know, the stand up show at UCB East didn't pay any of the comics. And it was a whole. It became, it's, it's become a, it became something that was small and the UCB East there's two theater, theaters in New York one yeah the East one the, yeah and then um, somehow it got big enough where there's a New York Times article about yeah. it yeah well it's because of all these yesterday it's all these uh, comedy blogs you know you, you get like and they're all great but like Split Slider Laugh Spin you know the, even like the AV Club kind I of I love uh, those guys actually. yeah they're all Same like, Split, like Slider, Split Slider yeah. guys are great and very but, very kind to me yeah yeah but like the thing is it's like they, they'll report on it and then everyone starts reporting on it so it seems bigger and more important than it oh, really is when it really is just some guy some comic in New York complaining. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've never, by the way, in my years, you know, I've been doing, I did, I did shows at the UCB starting in like 2007, and I've never heard anyone ever complain about not getting paid. I've been doing it yeah. for 10 years. I started uh, July 21st, 2003, right after I graduated college. And then um, uh, it just, it, it, you know, it's funny. Um, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm a very pro UCB guy. Now, we won't get into the debate because it's so long, yeah. but like, I came out of college and to get classes because I didn't have that much money, I interned for free classes. Mm-hmm. And then they took care of me and uh, I became a bartender to make some more money. And then I worked for the touring company, booking the touring company. So like they always took care of me and stuff like that. So yeah. I could not be more of a pro UCB guy. DC Pearson has the same story. Like you know, yeah, like him it's and like, I went through similar paths. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was after me. And yeah, yeah. Um, but um, no pants. Oh, so Snow Pants is a show I do at UCB Theater. And what it is is I get people that have been doing it for a long time. So it's me and uh, it's usually I get Horatio Sands a lot and a guy named Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch, who's great. He just got cast in that Mike Judge thing. He did. Uh, for the HBO on HBO show. Yeah, along and with Camille then, DJ. Yes. And then I pair them with people who've never done improv before. And, and it started off as people that I just wanted to play with. And then uh, the more I got people that were in TV and movies, the easier it was to get those people because they just want to have, like, it's a place where, first of all, you don't know whoever's going to be there. You never know who's going to be there. So, like, there's no pressure or anything like that. And when you get out there, I I surround them with the most supportive improvisers in the world so they can say the most ludicrous thing. And my hope is that we will support them to make it look like a genius thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody's had a good time, but Cheadle has done it. Helen Hunt has done it. J.J. Abrams has done it. Uh, Michael C. Hall has done it. Adam Kristen McKay, Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Adam um, McKay did improv. Now tell Adam me McKay how did, did he improv. do? He was extraordinary. Oh what? He was how was how was Michael director? C. Hall? I know you're friends with Michael C. Hall. Yeah, he's a good yeah. friend of mine. Uh, he was in People World. He was great. He was great. Rashida Jones. All like it's it's crazy. And then people love it afterwards. Like afterwards, they want to do it again um, because 
how often do those guys get to perform live comedy ever? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And some of them, like, be coming up as actors, must like they must have been trained somewhat in improv. Yeah. Because or, all those people are the types of people that probably went to school for Or the stuff. idea of just playing a scene truthfully and knowing that one of us will get to a game or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it, that show has, uh, for me, when I was coming up as an intern, I remember I'd intern on Sundays and then sometimes Saturdays at New, New York Theater. And uh, I'd always be wowed that, like, I'd see, like, Paul Shear come down, Rob Hubel, and they'd walk in at the last second... And the crowd would be packed. Every week, they'd be sold out. And me, like, I could never get anybody in my shows mm -hmm. at the beginning. So um, it was so cool to me then as an intern that, like, these guys who I really respected, now I have a show that, like, it sells out in four minutes online. And it's, yeah. like, this big, cool thing. And it's uh, it's cool. It's become a really cool thing. That's a good Shitty show. Jobs and shitty um, jobs hot, great show hot, hot Pants, Hot Sauce. So did you... Now, did you pay J.J. Abrams to do this show? Yeah, J.J. got $20,000 to do it. <laughs> J.J. got $20,000. By the way, J.J. had the best... J.J. Was a, loved it so much. He loved it so much, and he said he would do it anytime. And I think he, he had so much... But of course he did, right? He's like, you know, he used to act in things, yeah. and he's so creative that... Are you going to have time to improv when you're directing Star oh Wars? Oh, my goodness. What do you think about that? I love it. I think, I think it's, it's a great love idea. it so much. I love yeah. it so much. I, you know, just give it, him all sci-fi. Well, like, here's, just, the, here's just the thing. Here's the thing. I would love to see. I'm excited to see JJ do one. I would love to see Guillermo do one. I would That'd love. Be to interesting. See, yeah, because was that a name on the table? No, I don't think so. Oh. But but just but just watching Guillermo's like creature work. Yeah, like would be oh, so yeah, fucking yeah. rad. Like in a Star Wars world, I think Guillermo would be really cool. Um, well, I don't know. Are they three in a row, or now they're all going to be different characters? Well, there's going to be doing like the X Men thing, right? Well, they're, they're, I, from what I understand, there's going to be a trilogy, and then there are also going to be side movies as well. Okay, so um, got it, got that it, are got just it. in the, that are sort of that are, I think are going to explore more of like the expanded universe. Which are you excited that they're making more films? Or are you terrified? Of course I am. No, right, I'm not good. terrified at all. I'm not. And because why would you be bummed out about them making more of that thing you like? Yeah, because you just hope for I'm the best. Because here's the thing: you, 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 you have guys like JJ who are now who their whole lives have been Star Wars fans. Huge. He's a huge Star Wars. He's saying, "Oh my God, if I ever got the chance, this is what I would do." So you're actually going to get fan-made Star Wars films from really great directors, which I don't. There's no downside. You know, like there's just no. I don't see a downside. I can't wait. And he's so good at characters. He's so brilliant at yeah. characters that. And also, he gets to play with the characters that he idolized. I mean, they they I don't know if it's true, but in like you know Nicky Fink, whatever website they say that Harrison Ford might be coming back to do something, and like Hamill might be. That's yeah, crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, I never thought that would happen. No, yeah. I have no idea how it happens either. Yeah, um, but maybe because do you think it's because they like JJ? Do you think that's why? They're... I have no idea. I do hope that. Although I bet, would John Williams do the score? Would they get like? Uh, Michael, who's done Up and all the Star Trek stuff. Yeah. Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé yeah. Giacchino, who I think is a genius, by the way. Yeah. I wonder what the score becomes like and stuff like that. Yeah. I would be excited to see what he does with it very much. So. I'd Although, like I, I do, by the way, I do want to say I do like that <laughs> someone got a lot of money to write the theme song from Lost, which was just... <laughs> yes, yes! That's it. It was basically just like one chord that they like they pit they flanged it up. It was also like the title, like the lost coming at you. Like that's like a pre that's like a preset on like a title sequence program. Is that true? Yeah, it's it like was, it was like, like the final cut. That graphics guy's spot, man. Was that you? Yeah. Oh, that was you. <laughs> it was me. I worked on you, that. The, really the hard. theme song yeah. of that guy was the same guy who did the the things in between Law and Order, which just. <laughs> <dun, dun, dun. laughs> That's yeah. it. Same dude. Yeah, I got, uh, I got made dude. Uh, twenty million dollars. Oh, cool, man. Hey, dun, man, dun. we need something really cool for this new show, man. Okay, how about this. Okay. We're winning. Too much. Too, too much. Too much. Too much. Can you make it smaller part. and two notes? Just. Ba, ba. 
No, too long. <laughs> too long? Yeah. It had the, Snappier, I guess. Oh, goddamn. That's there great. Thank you no, so much for coming. No, I was just angry. No, 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 that's, that's it. We'll use that. It's weird, by the way. You really nailed it. Let's give you a raise. What happened? But every time he every slams time his he fist slams on his the thing, it, it trips one of the, the players. And so it's okay. Every the time other he slams his hand, a podcast recording gets its death. Uh, I'm very, very excited. I think JJ is one of the most, I think he's extraordinary. Mm. He's not even human. He's so good at so many things. It's crazy. I want, we once played, a, a, we, we did some little thing together and we were playing a game where, um, I play this game sometimes where someone says a title, you say a title of a movie, and then I make up a fake pitch for whatever that movie is. And so I played it with JJ. And so like someone someone said a title, like, you know, a really stupid title, and I, I thought of some movie, and he laughed. And then I was like, and then I was like, all right, Jay, this is for you. Um, and I gave him a title. And then he he literally he's for, he stops for 10 seconds, and then he pitches the most beautiful <laughs> movie with three acts yeah. and character arcs uh. and surprises. And like, and then he's done. It was crazy. Yeah. Was there a small the movie Fart Castle? How did you come <laughs> How is that possible? Up? Fart Castle. It's beautiful. Fart Castle, and Castle of Farts. Yeah. yeah. Fart Castle colon Castle of Farts. Farts. Was there any small part of you during your pitch that was like, oh man, be real awesome if you bought this pitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my whole thing. It was like a whole uh, new, I pitched a whole new Star Wars movie. It worked. Just oh, off of his looks, and there's worked. this guy, a girl. It's a girl. And, <laughs> it's a girl. And uh, she's single married. She's single married, married with and, uh, two zero kids. She had kids, kids and they died right away. They escaped. They escaped to a different dimension, country, country, county, county. Keep it local. Timeline, timeline, timeline. Different timeline. And um, no, but he. It was so funny. He did it, and then he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "You're you're an asshole. Get out. Get out." That was amazing. Uh, um, but he really his mind looks works like he has on fun level. too in those things. I've seen the pictures of like um, like snow fans where he's on it. Like you guys are doing he like had a, car a blast, thing, and he's just as animated as like these like seasoned comedic. I'm performers. gonna bring him back. He's gonna do another one, um, and I, I think I'll do some shorts with him sometime or something like that. But I think he is. It's funny, like we're so impressed, like he's not a person and wouldn't love comedy, you know? Because like, when yeah. someone he's gets to, he's a nerd, he's like us. Of course yeah. he is. When someone gets to a certain level, you're just like, oh, they don't have fun anymore. Oh, he no. had a ble- he. I mean, Chris, nothing made me happier than seeing him. You don't have fun anymore. No, I don't. But when was the last time you really had fun? When oh. was the last time you're like, oh my god, this is so. Why don't I do this anymore? That's a great question. Yeah, when was the last time you really said? Why don't I do I'll this tell you the last time I saw it. But go ahead. Uh, basically, I just want to cut to us now with some sort of a whistly, like, upbeat song where yeah. we're just driving across country, yeah. just yeah. looking for... We're all having fun snapping our fingers. You're just on your phone working on my phone. Yeah, Guys, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. Keep it down. The last time I saw you genuinely let loose and have fun, it seemed, uh, with, uh, like, no pretenses my birthday? Was, was your birthday. What yeah. did you do on your birthday? Uh, we had a bowling karaoke party. Oh, that's amazing. I'm assuming those are two of your favorite things. Yeah, they were. Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Chris was dancing around around. I hadn't seen him that excited in so long. Yeah, I mean, if you ask Chris, like, what's he, what is he good at besides the comedy and hosting television, I guess he would probably say bowling and singing. So oh, that's wow. why he enjoyed those things. I don't know if I would say, I, I don't know if I'd be like, well, I'm good at comedy. I don't have a problem saying I'm good at bowling because that's an indisputable fact. What's your average? <laughs> What's your average? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. That confidence. <laughs> I want to hear. Give me stats. Give me stats. What do we average when we go to the bowling alley? Well, I average 200, 205. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Have, what's the highest you've ever had? Uh, 289. Whoa! <laughs> when did you lose it? When, when, I was, it? when I was 11. What? Were there bumpers? No. Were there bumpers? No. 289 when you were 11 yeah. is... A, I know, Ben. Ju- I'm very good. <laughs> he was a junior professional. His dad's a professional This bowler. is what I'm is talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, so do you have the glove and everything? 
No, I don't. I you, I did wear a glove for a while, but uh, but I don't anymore. Uh, when I was in college, I bowled quite a bit, and I loved it so much. It's great. Yeah, we made, it made a, me and all my friends would go there. We'd have maybe we should do a House of Lies bowling. We do a celebrity bowling show on the YouTube channel. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I can get those guys to do something. We've, we've so far we've had the Mad Men guys, Breaking Bad guys, MythBusters, Doctor Who, Conan. We, we could do we could do a little Walking Dead. We could do a little House of Lies. Yeah, hell yeah. I think we'd probably get competitive somehow. I yeah. feel like Cheadle's a good bowler. Cheadle is good at he just literally seems athletic. everything. He just seems coordinated and athletic. He is so good at, at li- everything we do, he's good at it. Like if you singing, dancing. If you dropped him off a second story, he'd land on his feet. Yeah. And like, then like coolly walk away. Walk away. Don't moonwalk. Test that. Yeah. 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 He's ama- he's an ex- he's amazing. Yeah, I like I like uh, I Let's like talk about people we hate. Oh, <laughs> mostly everybody else that we haven't mentioned yet. Everybody made the same face. Yeah. It was like this weird, like, uh, like yeah. someone had just farted thing. Oh, if this oh. wasn't recording, we'd have a field day. I no. hate Mussolini. Oh, this internet is trolls. This is the too lady generic. who cut me yeah. off in traffic and then looked at me like I did something. Yeah, say something real, fault. Chris. For once in your fucking life, say something real. No, I fucking hate you. Oh, there it is. Uh, <laughs> that moment. Oh, Why'd you get hard after that, Jonah? <laughs> Jonah got rock hard. It's what I need. It's what, it's what it takes. It's what it takes. Is it weird that people pass by and look at you guys every time? No. no. You're so used to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's fun. Yeah, that we have this weird recurring thing now where this happened four times where Joel McHale will walk by and just pound his fist on the glass and flip us off. Nice. Yeah. And that that's happened, I think. And Gene Simmons will walk by. Gene Simmons walked just by. Just not even paying attention. Like he doesn't even know us. Yeah, like he's so, by the way, that's so, so cool Gene. of him. It's so He just Gene. doesn't want to bother you. That's no. so cool. Yeah, of it's like real respectful. What if Gene Simmons, yeah. like, really cliched, walked by, spit blood out, then did an awesome bass solo and kept walking? <laughs> yeah. Air bass solo, though. His bass. No, he always has his bass on his back. Yeah, yeah. my assumption is the, the great thing about The great thing about being in the lobby here, though, is that. People do walk by, and then sometimes we're actually able to pull them in. Oh, really? Just as sort of surprise guests. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's or fun. when uh, E is or Style Network's doing some casting. That's silly. I was just in that room. It's all beautiful models. These women come in, and they're gorgeous. And even sometimes, though, even if it's like they're hiring PAs, they still come in looking the exact same. Oh, really? It's funny seeing like girls like just in these high heels and these expensive dresses and their hair all done. Oh, you're here for a casting? No internship. Yeah, they're, no, they're just like That's bringing crazy. it. They're like walking like Baja <laughs> fish yeah, across like, the street. Yeah, like 30, just, like yeah. 30 cups of Starbucks stack. Yeah. But looking really yeah, good. Yeah, he, oh, he, he definitely has an aesthetic that yeah. if you work there. They also all knocked up. They know that you can easily get onto camera if you're just working in production. Yeah, it makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you Listen. working on? A, are, so you're done with House of Lies now? Or are you about to start doing? Done with House of Lies. I have a episode of Parks and Rec in the can that I think is coming out next soon, very soon. There's a girl, uh, pretty soon. <laughs> and then uh, anytime I see a girl pass by, that's cute. I'm gonna say, "There's a girl." Is there's that a fine? Girl. Yeah. yeah. And anytime a, uh, like there's a girl that I don't think would be nice, I'll be like, "Oh man." Well, when there's Steve, a girl. When, Steve <laughs> Jones, when Steve Jones was on in any part of the conversation that he was in. They'd walk by and then he would just stop and like give him a head. Uh, <laughs> There's a bird. Oh yeah. no! And then we What's would just up? go. He still got it. Yeah. Our new thing is uh, uh, when Josh and I were on. Josh plays Doug Guggenheim on our show. Anytime we wanted to sound as douchey as possible, we change all of our bros to bras. Yeah. Yo. All right, bras. <laughs> oh, it's the oh, worst. It it's it's really awful. Um, Finish House of Lies. Uh, I, I'm writing a script for Universal called No Hearts Club. I owe a draft on that, so I'm gonna do that. And then. Um, 
What else? And I'll, I'm about to get to audition for movies. The cool thing about doing a Showtime show is we just filmed for three and a half months. Then I have I can choose what I want to do with the other time and hopefully hope that someone casts me in something cool. Hey, J.J. Abrams, let's play a game. What movie of yours do you think I'd be best in? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> Star <All> Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first bit, my first pilot went to series was called Undercovers, and he directed that, and uh, that's how him and I became friends. That whole company, Bad Robot, is just like it's a, awesome. It's, yeah, offices, huh? it's, it's a playland. Yeah. Those offices. We went are there. Amazing. We went there to podcast him, and it's like you just want to start putting your hands on everything. And he yeah. like he wants you. He, he has a room. There's only musical instruments, and he has it's, he's all the Twilight Zone shit. Oh yeah. my goodness, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing. And that room he won't let you in with all the Twilight shit. <laughs> and how he doesn't um, let you in the front door like weird, of anything you know uh, Ben was also a former member of the super deluxe posse oh that's true were you Yes, I saw Daniel Weidenfeld yesterday. Well, I, oh, I hang out with that guy all the time I he's love a, him he's a yeah. sweet guy yeah sweet dude and um, yeah Fer- Mike Furman and I did a uh a series there called uh, CPBS, which was basically the idea was that if country music television had a public broadcasting channel. Oh, that's funny. And so we basically wrote all these, like, educational country songs. Um, and so that's that's really... Yeah. That. I had so we blast. did four episodes of that, and then Super Deluxe went away. Yeah, but he, had a, he had a great series. I, I just want to say that... Please. I, 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 last time we were at Mike's place, I told you how much yes. I liked it, which I never got to before, but uh, it was the... Uh, it was basically um, a, a show based on the Washington Generals. Yep. The team that always loses to, to the Globetrotters. To the Globetrotters. Yeah, <laughs> and it's taken very seriously. Like, they can't understand why they can't win. And yeah. the coach, <laughs> Rob Riggle played Rob the coach, Riggle. and he's like... They're pulling your pants Yeah, they go, the man put a trampoline on the ground, jumped <laughs> off it, and wasn't called for a traveling violation. <laughs> and he plays it very straight. I wanted yeah. to turn that into... When I first moved here, I wanted to turn that into a movie, but they're already making semi-pro. And also, uh, nobody cared about any of my ideas. At the beginning, they listen to your ideas and pretend they care, but they don't. No. For quite, it took a long that time. Was a, on, a, on Attack, I got to, they brought me a, a real Washington General's uniform. Really? Yeah, and then we did a thing with the Harlem Globetrotters where they came That's in awesome. during a gadget prawn. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then they took the laptop and slam dunked the laptop and shattered That's it. Great. I still want to make that into a movie. I still have an it's idea a, about it. It was so well done. I did well five done. episodes of it. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan was on it. Was Rob Riggle. Chair, right? Do they live anywhere at now or do they just go away with Super Deluxe? Do they move to No, they move. See, I don't know who owns it and stuff like that. I mean, I, I can Turner, change it to anything. Turner owns Super I Deluxe. I think we get them back after five years from the, like, the last time true? we submitted a video. I think. Well, That's it's I remember. more than five years, hasn't it? I, it has to have been. Yeah. It's like 2007 or 8? It was 07. Yeah, I went uh, on that smell deal on. getting made. Yeah. Oh my God, you yeah, guys. Yeah, because I want to, because like we ended up just taking all our freelers guys Fire stuff sale. off and putting it on yeah. f- f- uh, Funny or Die. Um, I went from that and then I got a job running for Robot Chicken after that out here. And then, I, and then it took me a little bit and then I moved here. I was very hesitant to move here. What? Because I'm scared. Like, you know. Oh, so. <laughs> buddy. New York's a lot scarier than Los Angeles. But New York, my family was there. My oh. best friends were there. Here I was find like, New York less scary than Los Angeles. Uh, really? This is bullshit. I, I got to go. Oh, oh man. Uh, I really have to go. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Tell, buddy, tell all the Dava we said hello. I will. Um, Make that TV show amazing. Oh, he I'm is. Um, uh, yeah, I find New York less scary than Los Angeles because Los Angeles is very easy to get lost. There's no real rhyme or reason for how the streets or neighborhoods work. Um, it's it you know there are a lot of shitty parts where you know New York you can just wherever you are you're always like at least you know maybe only a block or two away from something awesome. Right. Even you know even if it's a shitty part of it you're like oh well a block away there's a whole there's a bunch of restaurants. Man. <laughs> New York is pretty. Strange. And 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 I never feel weird walking around like I feel weird I feel weird like walking to my car in Los Angeles late at night. <laughs> 
I like you can walk twenty blocks in New York at three o'clock in the morning and you feel like, nah, this is fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I just I yeah. was very I didn't yeah, want to come here without a job. Mugged, I, guess. I was afraid of being here without a job and then uh, spinning my wheels for quite a bit. So I waited till I had something, and then I moved here. Are you a pretty uh, pretty upbeat guy, Ben? Upbeat? Yeah. Like pretty, happy? Pretty, pretty positive, happy guy. I am very. I try to be as positive as possible. Try to be. How hard do you have to try? God, I don't know. I guess really, really hard. I'm so sad. <laughs> let's, uh, no. make, let's make you really aware of it so you get you yeah. get all in your head about it. Well, I I always try. Like I don't know. My it's always about trying to like hope the best for everybody. My parents always instilled that in me. They're still alive. My parents still do. <laughs> <laughs> we are no. You're, just you're 18, hoping. Ben. We're done instilling anything. No! Go to Los Angeles, you idiot. Get out. <laughs> Get out of New York. We're going to push you out of the second story. You better land on your feet like Don Cheadle. <laughs> You Gosh. guys consider you can, you have to consider yourself a positive person. We'll get to you, Jonah, later. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris, you seem like a very positive. Every time I've talked to you, or every time I've seen you do something, you seem so excited and happy that you're doing that thing. You know I, that that's very true. It's funny. Daytime me is very positive and upbeat, and nighttime me just processes everything. Crankums. I do get a little cranky at night, and so I think that's where I kind of get the, oh, what I'm doing is dumb. But I just know that, like, well. Tomorrow morning I'll wake up and I'll feel fine and yeah. uh, you know you know like I think um, you know and 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 both sides of me are honest. In the daytime I am very positive and upbeat and happy and I'm excited about making stuff and working with people that I like and making cool things. Sure. But, but then at night sometimes I just feel a little overwhelmed. Like oh, I don't know what I'm doing. You know I, I feel 100 percent understand. There's also yeah. a thing in me where if I'm working like I just did house lives every day for whatever. And then when I'm done and I have some time for myself, I get very anxious. Sure. I have no, like, it's, your your days were so scheduled and everything was, you know, like, you had to be working and then you're not working for a little bit and you don't know how to fill your days. And also, when you're working, when you come back, you, you haven't been able to talk to all your friends for all those times. So yeah. now it's like, it's such a weird... It's yeah. sort of like being on a uh, t- t- time off when you have that kind of schedule. Sort of like, you're on, like, a bullet train. And in the bullet train is a pool party. And you're just constantly going, you're playing your cons, and all of a sudden, one day, the train just stops. And they're like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know where I am. Like, doesn't matter, you gotta get out. And then you're just, then the train just goes, and then you're just kind of standing there. Yeah. It's, it's, just a, it's, weird, a, it's a weird feeling. You don't know weird. where you are. Well, and, then, like, it's like, you know, if, like, you're like, well, I was so busy, I'll just take this time and be kind of, like, lazy. Like, I'll, I'll just try to take this week and watch TV and stuff like that. And then you, like, feel bad for doing that. You're like, oh, God, I'm so yes, lazy. Yes, I agree. Oh, what am I doing? I got to get busy. It's hard to enjoy. Like, I'll go to the movies and then feel like I'm wasting time. I feel like, oh, I could be writing now. If you're, yeah. if you're uh, someone who's, uh, cr- and by the way, none of us are complaining. We're super excited to be working, obviously. Yes. But, but so it's not that, but it's like, um, when you're creating, uh, when when you watch a movie or you find yourself doing something, when I go on vacation, the first two days of it, I never go on it, but if if I did, the first couple days of it are me worrying about, oh man, am I missing something? I should be writing, should be thinking of ideas right now. Like I work so hard to get to where I am for free. Yeah. Now that I'm getting a tiny bit of money for it and can kind of support myself, am I am I blowing it? Like, well, the, yeah. the answer is, it is off? the answer is yes. You're always missing stuff. It's true, but that's okay. It's not gonna. That's you right. know, yeah. It's very. It's it's very rare. That you would miss the thing. It was like, oh, that was supposed to be the thing that I, I missed. That, that. Like, that's very rare. Yeah, the it? thing, uh, the way I think about it is just that you know that impulse you have in your, your early twenties and you're going out and you want you don't want to miss anything and you're like, it's like I got to go to that party or that club or that thing that bar. Uh, and then you just uh, and then when people are there, they just keep on drinking or partying throughout the night. 
And the thing you got to realize is like, you know, it'll get dark again tomorrow. There will be another opportunity to do this if we want to. No, we can yeah. drink during the day. Yeah, that's the best kind of drinking. I remember those days. Yeah. Oh, you goodness. would just keep drinking though. You wouldn't take. You wouldn't take the nap. Did no. you drink quite a bit? Oh yeah. Did you have a drinking problem? Yes. He's sober. I didn't know that. Are you totally sober now? Ten years. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Let's have a drink. Oh, Yay. that's a great idea. <laughs> I proved I could do it. Yeah. Uh, no. That's, as long as you proved it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know the daytime drinking is a bad thing, but the daytime drinking Never is just that. because you, uh, you know, it's sort of that thing where you have these emotions and you don't know how to deal with them, so you just sort of dampen. Yeah. And then when you're, you know, when you're not doing that, then you kind of have to learn like, oh, I have to figure out how to sort all this stuff. It's not, it's not, and it's not like stuff was getting sorted before. You just weren't dealing with it. Right, right, <laughs> so right. So, well, your the, nighttime decompressing and thinking about stuff obviously would be a darker time than your daytime stuff. Daytime's all, nighttime's always worse for anxiety, and I don't know if it has to do with because you're by yourself. Well, or it, you know, it probably has to do with brain chemistry and circadian rhythms and hormones oh, that are being, and and so, you know, and and sort of just processing the, you know, or maybe it's a momentum thing. It's like go 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 stop. Uh, it's like stopping really short, but then you still kind of have to yeah. process all the. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what it is, but 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 anxiety definitely tends to be worse for people at night or in the middle of the night when you sort of wake up like confused and sweaty and like I, yeah. someone else's place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did I break in here? It's yeah, all coming back to point? me now. Why am I holding this bloody wrench? Yeah. <laughs> why am I wearing someone else's clothes? And they're yeah. when they're a dress. Yeah. Why, why am, I, am I wearing someone else? But it's you know that happens to everybody. Yeah, well, if you're a human being, it's gonna happen. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna wake up one day wearing someone else's clothes yeah. and skin. Someone else's skin. That's just yeah. reincarnation, brothers. Yeah. Hey. It's weird. It's really very really weird. Bruh. <laughs> it's reincarnation. Yeah. I, I thought about that last night where it's like there's those guys that just have those words that make you hate them so much. Oof. And that's like bra is one of them. Or it's like when a guy is talking about there was these guys my brothers was friends with and they would just go. It's like, uh, oh, you guys, you guys like Louis C.K. That's truth. truth. Uh. Now it's like when they when they meant to say something was like really funny, they would say it's truth. Okay. Go, ah, truth. Oh, you're, you're irritating. Why are you yeah. so irritating? I think uh, uh, the. Uh, the <laughs> There was a, a weird example of that was that years and years ago, Dave Foley had a party at his house, and uh, we were talking about oh, we were talking about this guy Brian Green, who wrote this book about uh, super string theory called the Elegant Universe, and this guy comes up and who had that bra energy, but he was but all of his information was physics based, and it just made us Did hate him match. so. So yeah. he's like he's like bra. You know, super super strings. What are we talking about here? I mean, if you have this dimension and this dimension, and he started laying all this information, yeah. but it then always ended with like, uh, I mean, come on, bro. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and, but you're like, not thinking, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, like listening to Joe Rogan, where it's like, these are really interesting facts, but I don't like the tone it's in. It's sort of like imagine, imagine if, uh, imagine if Neil deGrasse Tyson and Spicoli went into a, a matter transporter together, <laughs> and the machine didn't know what to do with their genetic codes, and so it spliced them together <laughs> and basically created <laughs> it's another great TV show. We've pitched like seven. Brundle nerds. Brundle high. Brundle High. It's great. So that that was that was such a weird where like I couldn't even process this guy because it was the presentation was that he might as well have been talking about, bro, we gotta go get these fucking donuts and we'll eat a bag of weed. Like it was yeah. so much, but it was we'll all about eat physics. A bag of weed. Yeah. yeah. And then a bag of donuts. Joey bag of donuts? Joey bag of donuts. God.
Are you, uh, do you, you don't do stand up, do you? I do improv and sketch. Just improv. Well, I used to do sketch. Just improv. Just improv. Just improv and sketch. Someone recently came up to me and said that, on your comic, said that stand up people don't consider improvisers comics. Would you say yes or no to that? I I'd never heard that before. No, I've known for a decade. Comics, you're in comedy. You're a comic. That's what I would think, but I don't know. Oh, I guess maybe they're saying because it's not like. Yeah, I, I would say an improv comic. Absolutely, I would yeah, say an I improv think I comic. Would, I would do also. It's the first time I ever heard someone say that. Oh, uh, but yeah. I did do sketch, and I used to freelance for Letterman, so I used to write quite a bit of jokes. Uh, and then for Weekend Update, freelance like facts and jokes. I would say comedian for sure. Yeah, the I word guess, comic. It's weird. I I had no idea until recently that someone said comic. Is not improvise. I'm like, well, it's improvised comedy. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's really odd. I did stand up at the very beginning. I did it maybe ten times. I found it terrifying, and I found it very difficult. And I found it terrifying, and I found myself having more fun when I'm surrounded by people when I'm either succeeding or failing. I like to share in it with you. <laughs> like being in a band. Yes, yeah, so like yeah. when I when you bomb in stand up, man, you bomb like it's you. You have bombed. But that's what's kind of the exciting thing about it is that you own all of it. That's true. When you succeed, I mean, like I write as well, so there's a big the big part. Anytime you write a joke for someone or you write a script, it's like this is what I think is funny. I'm going to give it to you. This is what I believe to be funny or entertaining, and you put yourself out there just the way a comic does. Yeah. But, Man, stand up, stand up. I find uh, very, very difficult. Um, but I haven't. You know what? Also, I had no stage presence. I had no idea what I was doing. It was right when I started. I have. I wonder what what my stuff would be like if I tried to do stand up now. I'm sure if you did now, just because you have like a you, you know who you are, and yeah. you have like a performer's quality about you. So just you could tell a story and make it funny. Yeah, like you I know how to. Yeah. I think it'd be, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's easier to go from improv to stand up than from stand up to improv. That's what I've heard from stand ups that they well the same way that I'll look at them being like you're going to write another 40 minutes, which means that you're going to have to go out for two months. That's crazy. They look at us being like, you're going to make it up on the spot and with yeah. nothing? Well, nothing? I, I think it's more about, I think the harder thing for a comic is probably because you're so used to driving everything alone, it's very difficult to trust in a team and to not, you know, not go jokey. Like when a comic, typically when a, when a stand-up when there's a little bit of silence, they'll go for a joke. Whereas an improv person yeah, we relish it will go, yeah. will either relish it or go for information as opposed to trying to make a joke. That's one of the biggest uh, regrets I have was just not continuing full on with uh, improv as I was doing stand up as well. And also like the I, time you killed those, that guy. Well, well no, I don't regret first, that. Probably. Oh, you don't regret that. My fault. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, um, not at all. He deserved it. He had it coming. But like yeah, I like I, I love improv so much, and I love doing it. And I'll, every once in a while, I'll go take like an intensive class, yeah, and just to like do it again. I, just, I love it. Yeah, I love it. it. I remember the first time I saw a show that blew my mind at UCB. I was like, I hope to one day be able to do that for the rest of my life, no. until until it's inappropriate for me to be performing anymore. But that's the great thing is I don't know if it'll ever you know unless yeah I don't know if there will ever you know, as a as a comedy performer I don't know if it'll ever be inappropriate like as long as you're right, you as can long be as, as old you, as you want yeah, yeah. I think. If you're not funny anymore, then that's a problem. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. think there's any time. Const- I don't think there's any time limitation. But I think for stand-up comedians, for improvisers, I know for improvisers and sketch comics, uh, uh, like I was, it helps you write and it helps you yep. understand comedy so much, and it helps you act. For impro- improvisers, mm-hmm. it's like you know how to play a beat and you know how to play with a beat. And also, I've had to improvise dramatically, and you find out that improvising comedy is, you know, if you le- learn how to do that and just follow a truthful moment. Then it's the same way for drama. It's been so yeah. helpful for me in writing and acting so much. Yeah, writing especially because you learn how to volley stuff around in your head to like extend a scene or a dialogue. And on top of that, you know, just the 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 structure of heightening situations or jokes like comes. That's all comes from like you know doing Harold style improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, ever do improv at all? 
I did a little bit in the uh, in the late '90s. I was doing some stuff at Groundlings. God, are you hundred years old? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you uh, made so many references to years and years ago. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> That's gross. Were you like thirty? <laughs> I'd fucking kill myself. Oh my god. This is gross. Let's get some you dying. Let's get some Logan's run up in this bitch. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, what movie is that? <laughs> I don't it's know. It's a video game. <laughs> it's a fucking video game. Remember that video game, game Logan's Run? <laughs> so, Michael York was a great character to play. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I did stuff at Groundlings, and then, and then yeah. I kind of just, for me, it was like, yeah, stand up is really more what I, because I, yeah, I, you get a feel. Like, I did stand up and improv at the same time. I was like, oh, improv is more me. I mean, I've done, you know, over the years, I, you know, oh, I guessed it on, you know, at Ascat or on the Armando show or, sure. you know, but, uh, yeah, I just I feel much more comfortable when it's just me and a microphone rather than everyone's depending on me to not drop the ball. Right, right. In this but if it's scene. a good team, then they. I don't want to be the weak link happen. in that team. Yeah, it takes it took a lot of years of practice groups and performing for nobody to you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I, I know that <laughs> I know that on the one hand you are making it up on the spot, but on the other hand, you're able to do that because of this massive tool set that you have built over the years, and so. It's not as, it's not it's not as uh, uh, as amorphous as just like I'm just making stuff up on the spot. Yeah, you understand the structure of it. You understand what drives the scenes forward. You understand when to push and pull. Like there's so many more things. You have a bank that you can go to. You know, like it's not a, 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 just the idea of how to handle situations. Yes. We'll never like revisit something we've ever done. No, no, no. But I will say this, which I found really interesting, and uh, I think it's the same for. I'm assuming you'll tell me for stand up, for improv, and for acting, especially. Um, at the beginning, you have no confidence. I had no confidence. My first show, I could. It took. It, you had to peel me away from the back wall. I was terrified of making a mistake. And as you go on and your confidence builds, you start making more riskier moves yeah. that would give bigger payoffs. And when you get rewarded for those bigger payoffs, you're like, oh, wait, this is, I can do this. Same with stand up, you could say a joker. And then when you get comfortable, then it's a whole different game. Yeah. When you get enough confidence where you feel comfortable, same with acting, auditions, it's the same way. It's when you can be a great actor and be terrible at auditioning for a while. And then, like, you get comfortable with it. And then you can, then you can start being yourself in auditions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a tool. And I'm assuming it's the same with stand up as well. Yeah, yeah. And, but auditioning is such an awful process auditioning is tough man yeah. it's really tough and also could have nothing to do with you nothing you could go in and you. be perfect for the role and they're like yeah but you're you're jewish I'm like yeah. oh, okay they're like we want a three foot five the role is uh, jewish. Jewish. I just I just for don't like jewish yeah. Yeah. why would you yeah. why would you well, we're gonna find a regular guy we're gonna get santa claus in for this role yeah. that's the opposite of me <laughs> literally not even real no but, but he killed it though he killed it <laughs> santa was great i was supposed to play a santa in uh, nightmare before christmas <laughs> but then uh, they said i was too jewish for it yeah then they just got some guy Sorry, and too human. no 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 and too human <laughs> yeah too uh, human and not stop human. motion yeah, yeah. yeah. You just you would move too much naturally. yeah they said, I move, they said i look more like a muppet than stop motion yeah, yeah, yeah. get some wires in you kid come back later <laughs> uh but that's what dana gould was saying it's like the job is like of being an actor the job is auditioning the reward oh, is like you know it's actually like, acting. That's funny. I'm yeah, proud about you it. get pay, you the like, you get paid all that money because of all the auditions you go on and driving around and doing all the stuff. The reward and the fun part of it all, like the like the cherry on the top, is just getting the actual role. That's interesting. But it's not even it's it it's even it's actually worse than selling vacuum cleaners door to door because when you're selling vacuum cleaners door to door, there's like a 50-50 chance you might make a sale. Right. But when you're auditioning against like a hundred other people, yeah. And it's all out of your control, mostly out of your control. I mean, if you're good at if you're if you're good in the audition, 
That's a bonus. Not the first thing they look for. It's like the fourth thing they look for. If you're good yeah. at the audition, do you look right for this thing? Do you look right next to the other characters? Are you too tall for this? Are you too? Uh, are you too? Right. Are your is your hair too dark? Or if you play it differently, are you are you like? Do you look like this character that we have in our heads that we don't exactly? Pilot season, especially, I feel like that is. Once you get to movies, my hope is that if you're good enough in a room, you can maybe change their mind. Well, maybe oh, maybe this guy could be. This this age, you know what I mean, stuff like that. But I remember you're right, Ian Roberts. When I was taking a class, Ian Roberts, who is like the machine in improv, yeah. he's extraordinary. Uh, he said, "We're in the only business that you're told no one thousand times more than you're told yes." Sure. Think of any other business in the world. He goes, and nine, and if you're good, I mean, very good at what you do, you'll be told no nine out of ten times, and that's if you're great at this. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. The, there's a ter- this is such a. I thought we were gonna make fart jokes. This has become like a real podcast. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, farts are uh, farts are. The- we did. We made fart castle. Oh, right. We did make Fart Castle. I guess that's enough. The Castle of Farts. But I'll say this last real thing, and then I've got 30 minutes on fart material, if you don't mind, um, about like what you can eat and the different smells and like how you can eat your own farts and become like... Finally. Okay, cool. Uh. (laughs) Cool. Uh, But I remember at the very beginning, um, and not to say that I'm very successful at all, but uh, I've gotten a tiny bit of success here doing it. But um, at the beginning, I remember going into a practice group. It was I paid money for the space, paid money for a coach. Me and six people like were trying to get better at improv. And uh, we went into a room, and we couldn't get a room. So the only room we could get was a person who did headshot photography. So on the walls were all headshots. And there were not – and what, per picture, there was about six people. And there was maybe 120 pictures. And I had never taken an acting class before and um, just in UCB. And I looked around the room, and I was like, there are thousands of people trying to do exactly what I'm trying to do that have had professional training. And I remember being like, I'm never going to make it. There's – I'm th- their odds are so against me. I remember getting really depressed after that thing, and I'm sure I was terrible in the rehearsal. Also, no, but I remember it was a real. I remember having a real moment where I never talked about this before, but I remember looking around and being like, "Oh, all these people have been going to school. I paid thousands and thousands of dollars for school, and they've gotten paid money for a headshot, and they're so much more prepared than I am. And I'm trying to get in this industry in such a specific way, like doing what I love, which is comedy and improv." And it was really scary to me. I wow. remember it was like a real, it was real scary because I was a page at Letterman for you know eight nine dollars an hour, and I was Jesus. interning for classes, and I was bartending, and and uh, even the people that were performing on Sunday, like Jack McBrayer, Paul Shear, who I thought were maybe the funniest people I've ever seen in my life, they could not get work. Like, yeah. Jack was getting uh, like Conan, he would do Conan bits for money, yeah, and he would have no money. He really didn't have a lot of money, and then. People started breaking, like people all of a sudden started breaking, and I got it gave me more confidence. But I remember there's a couple of days after that where I, I was really scared for myself because I, I saw the amount of people that are trying to do the same exact thing I'm trying to do, and it was petrifying to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gnarly. But and don't give up. The end, end of that are. is don't give up. Yeah, <laughs> look at the three of us. We're still doing this, and we're you're 150. Jonah's 20. <laughs> I'm 76. <laughs> well, Jonah's vegan now. Yeah. He is. Uh, but there was that moment. I remember that moment very, very well. I remember being really scared. It made me feel like I was so scared. But whatever. Well, no, it's not. And it's scary. And not only that, but, um, you know, part of the creepy thing about it, you know, particularly in Los Angeles and sort of being in that acting class uh, stratum is that you, you can just sort of uh, and not and, and this isn't disparaging. I was in it, you know, when I was young. Uh is it just sixty years the, ago? The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we had to. We were taking the red car to <laughs> the truck. I want to be an actor, mom. It was like uh, right, right when they built Toontown. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 
yeah, yeah. Before yeah. Christopher Lloyd came by? Well, he had this crazy freeway idea. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Uh, that that only a tune could come up with. No. Yeah. And so uh Sorry, we interrupted like a really sweet moment. I'm sorry. No, Chris. I was gonna say it's just it's it's being being in that being in that layer of Los Angeles and just feeling the desperation, just like the palpable desperation it, because you know, when, when you're an actor, it's not it's not like you could just go act. I mean, it's very hard to yeah. do that. You know, at least with stand-up or improv, it's like, fuck, you know, all I need is two people and I can just start talking at them, you know, or improv. You're like, sure. Let's just, we could just improv alone. Yeah. You can improv without an audience because then you're just fucking working it out. But, yeah. you know, and so I, I really, you know, I, I just, I, I feel bad for people who have the passion for acting and just want to do it so bad. But it's like, you know... They they can't just go do it, and so they have to pay to do it, and then it's weird, and you know. That's why I think so many more people now, our generation, are there are a lot of writer performers. Like all three of us write, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's uh, you have to be able to write for yourself, as I've learned. And now that you have the internet, that you can actually get stuff out there. But if you don't write for yourself, nobody will. The nobody's inter- gonna write for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm 150. You're gonna love this. All right, so you know how like you used to take a can with a string uh-huh. and put it to your ear? Oh yeah, yes. yesterday. Video games. <laughs> yes, video games. <laughs> Video games. Do they still have video games? You're gonna if you saw our video games now, you'd be blown away. Oh yeah. So there's a controller that has four directions and two buttons on the right. So it makes the cup go in any direction. Any direction that you want to kick it. And then by the way, that now that you've kicked the can, you can go ahead and kick that can again. No. An unlimited amount of times, yeah. What am I going to do with my stick and hoop? Okay, this is going to be hilarious. But what you could do is make an antenna. There's something called DirecTV. Oh, my God. You just shit yourself and come at the same time? (laughs) (laughs) Again. All all the kids are riding the penny-farthing bikes now. I know. Guys, listen. I know. Um, I need you to watch a movie for me. What? Okay. What's it's, called it's called Fart the House, house. of Life. <laughs> uh, the, the, the House of Fire. The Castle of Fire. That's yeah. all you know? House yeah, that's the only thing you know? House Farts was the prequel to Castle of Yeah, House, Fart Farts, Castle. house Farts was the prequel to yeah. Fart Castle No, House, Castle house Farts. Farts was the kid and play movie. <laughs> yeah, that was House Farty. House Farty. <laughs> house Farty. <laughs> we are done here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it that's is time to clock out. You dropped the mic after that, right? Yeah, if I could. Oh, <laughs> your thing skipped. Everything skipped. <laughs> you drop all the podcast equipment. Oh, shit. <laughs> Falls through the desk somehow. Uh, slow clap for House Party. Oh. Well done. You did great, buddy. rock and roll to you. Oh, my God. He's floating away. What's happening? Where are he's you going? floating oh. away. What the fuck? Oh my god! <laughs> I love that you're acting it out, even though it's nobody an can audio see it. Podcast. We were saying outside how funny it would be to have a prop comic on a podcast. Yeah, if you're at like a, but then like he'd be like, yeah, it's more like uh, a hat made of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> then he tangles his keys. That's all he has. <laughs> That's all he has is his keys. Yeah. They're a prop. Yeah. Don't look down on me. They're a prop. Oh, sir. Please. I apologize. They're a prop. The whole world's a prop if you think about it. Thank you guys. <laughs> Disappear in a puff yeah. of smoke. What? That's I, amazing. I, what usually I'm happens here? here? Is this usually what happens on these? This guys? is usually what it is. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Good. Except like way better. I think that maybe uh, was there actually a thought? Call on HR. Call on HR, guys. Yeah. Why are you typing? Where'd so you get hard? an HR keyboard? There was a. I did that undercover show, and I was the character that always hacked into the mainframe. Of course. By the way, my uh, my internet Wi-Fi password. Uh, not password. That would be terrible to give it off. It's just Chris. Uh, my internet. My internet. Um. Um. 
Jeez, what's it called? The wireless your, oh, the, your key, your wi- your wi- wireless the, key, your password, or, your password. Yeah, username. Sure, that's thing. it. You the know when you go online, you pick which wireless network. Network. That's what it is. The, my network is called Mainframe. So anybody wants to get in it, they have to get the password and hack it. Ah, <laughs> mainframe. Nice. Uh, but I play this character that would always. I was like the you know the nerdy guy to the cool macho guy, and um, I would type. I would type like I type in real life, and I type like this, and I get a note every time from the director. Hey Ben, you type too goddamn hard. Okay, <laughs> you're blocking out all the sound. So I type, bro. I was like, hey. Man, you yeah. want me, bruh? I'm bruh, gonna have bruh. to type like this. So I type, bruh. This is true. I type like Beethoven plays the piano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my hands go wildly <laughs> over there. <laughs> so my note was literally: I had to learn how to type quieter. I remember that. Did you uh, did you ever have to do a thing where you're typing at one computer, push yourself away from the desk, oh. swing around to another computer and type some more? No, I wish. Ah. I did have to type, and then there was like a girl I was trying to impress to my left, and had like nerdy banter with like. Pretty impressive, huh? Like, like one of those. Like one of those. Oh well, that must have worked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm still single right now. Yeah. So you just look really at her well. and you're just putting six nine six nine six nine six nine. <laughs> do you get it? Do you get it? And then I go. Do you get it? One four three. Then I get it. I stab her. I usually stab her at the end of it. You should. With love. So, uh, my love stabber. Oh yeah, love is the name of my knife. Love <laughs> stab. Love, love stab. stabber. Love is the name of my knife. <laughs> love stabber. That's just crossfire. The board. You game. get caught up in it. Love stabber. Love, love stabber. Love stab. I'm still going B52s, guys. Yeah. You're, you're this B- is why I'm a bad improviser because I'm not yes standing yours. This I'm just my still you're on my turning own. into B52s. My I love just, stabber's as big as a dick. I yeah. got my a stab. That's <laughs> as big as a love. Can we do a whole podcast as the one guy from French Schneider? Yes, when we want people to not ever listen again. Yeah. That's what no, we'll it's do. French Schneider versus uh, Jello Biafra. Uh, Who's Jello Biafra? He's a singer for Dead Kennedys. Pretty much the same voice. Just politics, nah, politics and gay drunk, issues with Too drunk to fuck. <laughs> too drunk. Too drunk to fuck. Too drunk. Too drunk. This is a little. This is a little hot key soundboard here, which we recently figured out how to use. Well, that's amazing. I just didn't know. I didn't know there was a pod. Well, you invented we that 35 years ago, didn't you? Uh, well, I didn't get the patent on it, so right. I didn't really. So it's not yours technically. I did think of it, but they, but uh, they already had it to Got steal it. a joke from Night Shift. So um, <laughs> I, we like we play play with it and play with it. And it was very polarizing. A lot of people loved the soundboard. That was delightful right. how, how far I took it. Uh, some people, not so happy. No. Yeah, same, they, same thing on Jonah Radio. People. They, they, had, they had to let me know, hey, man, just wanted you to know I've been listening to the podcast for a long time. And your little soundboard shenanigans almost made me never want to listen again. Like, that's all it took? Oh, yeah. no. They were on the edge. They were on the they fence were right for a while. The, then. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you had one foot out the door anyway, which would sound like this. Oh, <laughs> Everything sounds like keys. <laughs> what? Everything oh, no, no. Like I'm the sound guy that you probably met my brother. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Totally hey, man, keys. get that gun away yeah. from me. That's Dave Foley over <laughs> that there. Guy is that Foley. Kind of artist. Foley, our Foley artist, yes. Dave Foley. We wanted to do that on WebSoup. We wanted to have Dave Foley, yeah, our yeah. Foley artist, come on. That'd be funny. Hey, man, are you eating pie? Yep, delicious. <laughs> yum, nom, 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 nom. Mmm, <laughs> blueberry. Chris, watch oh, out for that pudding that's about to oh, fall on you. Where did that come from? <laughs> but, like, the sound never stops, so how is that? Yeah. <laughs> Your keys never stop dancing. I am a universe of sound. Guys, I got it. this, too. <laughs> oh, okay. To be fair, he has a yo-yo in his hand. So you, this bit doesn't just, even work. He's just, trying, to, he's just or... trying to wind the string into the yo-yo, and it's not. How's making... it coming through on the on the cans? It sounds. Good. You're unwinding you know, a yo-yo. It sounds you can like barely string hear Yeah, exactly. But it's, you know, you need to have it there. I Let guess. me tell you something about film production. I Let me guess. tell you a little something about Foley. Yeah. Uh, you're, is that you trying to open up a like a thing of papers so you can start telling us about Foley's? Yes, yeah, so that I could read how this sounds. All right, like... let's read. Just read. Surely there's no sound for that. How would you read? 
Four no, score no, seven no, years ago. No. Our fathers brought to this. How much do you know then? Because you turned into Borat by the end, by the way. Oh, I'm the Bunyan. Four, five, and my wife will go. I'd like to do my Sasha Baron Cohen impression. <laughs> uh, I'm an impressionist, too. I'm not just a Foley mm. artist. Uh, can you do Jack Nicholson? Sure. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding it back. Yeah, holding yeah. it back, and he took a breath. Oh, um, this was from. Uh, he also uh, turned around from the mic and then. Yeah, yeah uh, this was from Chinatown. Oh, I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't see his hand. He actually nailed that out of the book. Yep, and uh, and then, uh, hey guys, I think that I hear the Joker just came in. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if he had keys in his pocket, that makes sense. I guess. What are you we, talking about? We don't about? have headphones, like, so this could be really spot on. Oh yeah, I can't hear what's yeah, happening yeah. in my ears at all. You never know what's going to happen digitally. Got nothing in my cans, guys. Got nothing in my cans. Don't got cans. I don't got cans. Don't got cans. Better get my there car keys. Oh, you just ruined two DVDs. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that's my, that's use what car the keys, keys man. Like. Use the keys. It can't always be about the keys, Fine, ben. fine. For this particular one, find something that's... Just use your keys. Hey, man, do me a favor. Throw me those keys of yours. That's a phone hanging up. Oh. Then why don't you use that for the phone? Those are Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> Chris. That's your book. No, it's not. <laughs> Here's your keys, sir. Here's your keys. How's that coming in? Does it sound like keys? You're putting keys. a plate of glass. Now you look like in. Rich Hall doing fun with plexiglass. <laughs> no. You can't do it when you're wearing glasses. You can't smush your face against it. Shut up, man. <laughs> guys, I apologize. <laughs> oh, this is Jonah's weird button. I should have told you not to bring I'm it up. I'm really sorry. Oh, dude, I'm really button. sorry. It's not You've never up for it. We've hung out before. No, it's fine. I just I don't want to talk about it, but it's, it's totally cool. I just don't want to talk about it, right? Okay, sure. Hey, man, what are you doing over there, Five Eyes? <laughs> There we go. Do you have glasses on your dick? <laughs> <laughs> one one it's monocle. A monocle. Oh, friends. Friend. I'm going to put my monocle on right now. You have a monocle. Put it on. No, it's no. Not, it doesn't sound real. Oh, my God. Man, I'm all about keeping it real. K-I-R. Keeping it real. Keep. Right, we all know you have a phone to the left of you. Everybody knows that, right? In mm -hmm. here. Surely yeah. saying anything. Mm -hmm. Your hand's already on the keys. Take your hand off the keys. <laughs> what keys? I want you to do the sound effect of hanging, hanging up on the phone. Listen to me. I'm going to remind you okay. that a phone is to your left. Okay. Okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, you're not allowed to touch the keys. What? <laughs> no, don't say what. Just pick up the phone and you hang it up. As, as a precaution, I'm going to grab his keys. Thank you, Jonah. I appreciate it. So oh, Jonah has your Delilah. keys. Chris, All right. listen to me, okay? Hey, sir, I don't want your business. I'd like you to hang up on me. Ugh. You threw a bunch of thumbtacks on the ground. <laughs> paper clips. To be fair, paper, paper clips, clips. Too, yeah. No, there were some tax in there, too. Oh, God. This sound game has become entirely too taxing. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Jonah. <laughs> See? Sorry, I'm just trying to get this car started. Hey, man, stop stealing tricks from the master. They took my keys. I can't and even do that, this And by that, I mean Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ooh, good one. Thank you. I think he's very... I'd like to see him in another comedy. I think Boogie Nights, he was very, very funny. Oh, I'm a fucking piece of shit. God. I'm a piece of shit. That movie's like Don Cheadle's in that one. He that is. Movie's he certainly is. That movie's great, man. The Hi-Fi. Yeah, man. That movie's great. He's great. I love that movie so much. Yeah. <sighs> Three weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> Three, Are you guys jerking off, too? <laughs> Three idiots. Yeah, man. Yeah. Have Me you guys too. figured out a way to... That's uh, not how you jerk off. Oh, my off. God. Ew. Yeah, really gonna, if anything, it's just making it He's seem... climax. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to come. It's the same noise. Ew. 
The sad part is he really came also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the keys are disgusting right now. I, I'm a cyborg. I forgot to tell you. I have a robotic cup. Lead with that. Lead with that. <laughs> That's the unusual thing. Tell us that before we have a whole podcast. Why? I thought you knew that. Oh, how many people know that? I have nanomites in my... Or it's, my cum is made of nanomites. I get it. Yeah. I get it. They can fix anything. If I come on a machine that's broken, it'll, it'll, so, it'll fix it back up. What's your favorite movie, Chris? Uh, uh, What's your perfect Sunday? <laughs> what is your favorite Watching movie? Watching my favorite movie. It would What's probably be, in all seriousness, it would probably be Groundhog Day. It's your favorite movie? I think so. Can I tell you a thing that I, when I pitch movies, I sometimes We're out of time. Groundhogs. Okay, guys, take care. Thank you so much for having me. House of Lies, Sunday, 10 p.m. on Showtime. Uh, my cartoon show is Randy Cunningham. It's on Disney XD. Uh, no, um, there's the thing that I do is in Groundhog's Day, they never uh, explain why he wakes up in the morning and why the day replays. Because a lot of times you'll get notes from studios saying, uh, yeah, but why, why, why? And I was like, but in Groundhog's Day, like, I'll use that. I'll pull that out of the yeah. thing. Because they don't. But do they remind it. you that you're adding an S at the end of Groundhog? And so yes, maybe they, they don't go, think you're well, thinking I'm talking about a totally different movie. It's a short yeah. film I did called Groundhog's Day. Yeah. It's about, uh, it's about Phil, that it's Groundhog. A, who has the it's about best this guy ever. that just takes up too much room. Yeah, on a, on a towel. Amazing. Yeah, I did a movie with Stephen Tobolowski, oh. who played a needle nose, needle nose Ned, Ned, Ned the, the head. head, and he was just the sweetest man in the world. I've Ned, heard. right? Get right. him on this show. I would love to. It's he should have been the spokesperson for Bing. Huh? Oh, Bing! That's the best. Yeah. What's your favorite movie, Jonah? Ed Wood. Really? Yeah. Do you? But that's so unique. That's your favorite movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. So you can watch it anytime. I can watch it anytime. If it's on TV, I'll watch it and, and watch then it fall all the asleep. way through. Fall asleep to it. I fall asleep to it more times than anything else. What's your favorite movie? movie. Uh, Ed Wood. That's not true. <laughs> uh, that's my so... favorite movie is Back to the Future. Yeah, that's that's got to be number two I can or three watch for me. That. I can watch that anytime, anytime. I love that movie. Remember yeah. when he gets into the DeLorean? Yep, yeah, don't you take a Wait, your no, keys. no, that was finally going to work. Oh my God, wait, you're right, wait, go. Oh, no, you. Yeah, you ruined it. <laughs> you blew I was going to end it. Up. I was going to end it on points because no one is as sick of the keys God. gag at this point. Uh, Dumb and Dumber also is up there. Comedy, Dumb, Dumb, Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorite. Yeah. Shawshank, I can watch. Shawshank is another one. I love Shawshank. Favorite TV show? Do you guys ever talk about this stuff? Yeah, it's probably come up no, here we and there. Talk about it. Favorite uh, TV show of well, all time? No, you don't have to do this. Walking it's Dead. It's hard to say. It's hard Is to it? say. Fat. Are you on Walking Dead? <laughs> He's hosting. Sort of. He hosts a post show. Oh, Talking Dead. Yeah. yeah, I've heard about it. It's my show. Is it real? Yeah, bro. Is it on mm. AMC? Yeah, bro. Right after Walking <laughs> Dead. Let's talk about physics. Um. It's hard Curtis to say. Curtis Quinn is right now on Walking Dead. I right would. Now. I know. Isn't that great? Curtis Quinn used to a be a comedy guy writer who's like, used to be extraordinary. So amazing. One of the funniest guys. He's been writing and show running uh, NTSF. He does that. Um, and he just got a job as a writer on The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. That's he, like fantastic. It's a, it's a comedy guy that made a jump to dramatic writing, which he's is great. like he's been trying for like the past year or so to get into drama. He's going to be great. Yeah. It's, I'm so fucking so for him. Talking Dead, you host it. Yeah. Let me write an email real quick to my What's guys. your favorite Why TV show? That's not connected to a computer. Well, I don't watch The Simpsons now. I don't know what my favorite TV show would be now. Of all time? Yeah. Oh, um... Simpsons is up there. Freaks and Geeks, Arrested Development, UK version of The Office. Yep. Freaks and Geeks meant a lot to me. I like that a lot. Yeah. Simpsons always means a lot to Garth me. Garth Dark Place, probably one of my favorite shows. Cheers, Night Court, Mary Tyler Moore, the obvious ones. Golden Girls, I fucking love. A lot yeah. of love for Golden really? Girls. It's, God, it's a great show. you are old, huh? Okay. <laughs>
You know, if Matt was saying this stuff, you would have fucking fired him by now. Why? <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. It's easier. Oh, yeah. I love you. I know, but uh, you're so positive you like and upbeat. You're five. You're, oh, you're, Matt you're, means it when he says things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah, a mean spirited human being. Yes, yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I worked believes him. me. I loved him. He was so sweet. Yeah. I loved him. No, you look like you're five. It's not that we have to fire Matt. Sometimes we have to exercise him. Oh. What? Guys. Was that too far? Because <laughs> he had a demon not addiction? far enough. Uh, Sorry, I've been watching Supernatural. Hey, uh, do you also host Talking Bed? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I do the wrap-up show for all of the um, Leeds mattress commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I see you there. Yeah. Oh, that woman just judged me by the way I laughed. Some woman passed by. She looked at me real weird when I was laughing. Look at that chuckle fuck. bitch. God, why do I hate piece me so of much? Shit. Hey, there's Matt Meyer out there right now. Oh, it's soundproof. That doesn't mean anything. There he goes. That's Kristen. Interesting to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone say something. Chris, get in the game. I don't know oh, how to drive the ship. This I don't know how to drive the ship. Jonah, They're all outside looking at us. Oh, creepy. Who are the other two human beings with her? That's uh, Kristen Rutherford. She's uh, one of the writers on the Nurse TV show. That's Ashley. She, she books. books our guests. Got it. Got it. And that's Matt Myra. Well, what else can we talk about? Nothing. That's it. We 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 figured everything out, Ben. Hey, we did it, by the way. We really did. Didn't this we? was really exciting. I love you very much. I hope you didn't take those the old thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're my age. Close. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> He's killing himself with the keys. He's killing himself with the keys. Don't you stop me! <laughs> I have a bomb. We could be friends, we right? Could, we can. The three be. of us could be friends. We could be, but we won't. That's the difference. I know, I know, yeah. I know. We'll never talk to each other again. I mm. don't hang out with children. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jews. <laughs> I don't hang out Who with Who are me. Jewish? I didn't oh, get to I didn't finish. finish. Jewish children. HR. He said stuff. children. <laughs> Enter, space, alt, Windows button, control, no! escape, U. F6, F9. Oh, my God. <laughs> The toaster is flying on the screen. <laughs> Just the like to- that. Those toasters are eating each other out on hey, the screen. Whatever happened to Jonah timed F6, F9. F6, F9. They just kept on flying, What happened flying, to the flying man? toasters? Yeah. Well, people, people got other screensavers. Not me, man. You still living no. the dream? Not me, not never. Mm-mm. Let me tell you something about screensavers, Brock. <laughs> the show? It turned into Attack of the Show, and then it got canceled. What's that? Screensavers. Oh, yeah. I don't watch that nerd shit, dude. Oh, really? What do no. you watch, dude? Edward... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it true that these podcasts are like roughly three and a half hours short? No, no, yep. that's uh, that's Pete Holmes' podcast. No, ours is uh, ours is about terrified. an hour fifteen. Hour fifteen, we can and, go and we're an hour, hour and eleven. Oh my god! All right, I got. Can we talk something really important for four minutes? Let's do it. I don't have it. No, <laughs> well. come on, we can do it. <laughs> um, what should we talk about? What do we want to talk about? House Last Sundays. That'll be good for me to say. That way Showtime won't be upset at me. That's important. House Last Sundays. Parks and Rec is coming up. John Ralphio has a sister. Her name is Mona Lisa. Who plays her? Jenny Slate. Sweet. Who's also on House of Lies. Yep. And who I've done an episode of Bob's Burgers with. That's right. So I'm on three different shows of Jenny Slate. Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja, is on Disney XD. I play Randy Cunningham. As your show, too, right? I don't write it, but um, I act in it. And then Tim Curry plays the villain in that. Uh, and we have a bunch of really cool guys in <laughs> did that. Did you just do a Tim Curry voice? A little bit. A little uh, uh, oh, you you do only sound effect impressions, right? Yeah, I can. Can you hear your Robin Williams, disgruntled Robin Williams? Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'd like to do my impression of Francis Scott Keys. Sure. Oh, come on, man. Come on. What? It's the same bit over yeah. and over again. No, that was Francis Scott Keys. That's what he sounded like. You don't have a recording. You can't fucking prove it. Ugh, I don't have... You're right. <laughs> I apologize. That's all right. You're right. 
I have my J.J. Abrams app, which goes in the past. <laughs> and, and here's any celebrity. Do you think you'll be in the new Star Wars? Do you think? Do I think I'll be in the new Star Wars? Mm-hmm. I'd say that's highly unlikely. <laughs> highly illogical. Wrong. Wrong movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> what if What if JJ melded them together, like merged them together? I had a bit. I was gonna. I was gonna interview him and then try to release it when they announced that whatever. And uh, I was like, my bit, which I can't do now because I don't think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna waste it on this podcast. Was so. So uh, you just directed Star Trek, and now you're directing Star Wars, and then I hear you're directing uh, the stars, the constellations right now. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Orion's belt for a second act? Um, uh, but I can't do that bit, so I just used it here. Yep. Too bad. I like man. it. Would have been good. I bet the world would have loved that. Oh, even microphones so over it. <laughs> I hope we uh, get to see more of you, Ben Schwartz. I would come back uh, anytime. I like you guys. You're a delightful individual. individual. I really enjoy hanging out with you guys. Enjoy a burrito, everyone. I wish someone would say it back. Oh, God. I heard the latest podcast, and the 19th time the keys came on, it ceased to be fun. Oh, my. It turns into Mumra. <laughs> In an instant, it turns into Mumra. It just took one second for you to turn into Mumra. It's like a comedian doing an evil villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you do any great impressions? Don't pick up I can w. do uh I can do John Ritter. Is this real? But I can only say one word. Oh, this is great. I love stuff like this. I can only say one word. It's 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 John Ritter. It's Jack Tripper uh um uh basically uh, in disbelief at Chrissy. Great. Here it comes. Chrissy. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's what I do. I also do a pretty good Kevin McDonald. Let's hear it from Kids in the Hall. I've yeah. done the Kevin McDonald impersonation on the podcast yeah. before. I can do Aziz. Kanye West. That was pretty good. <laughs> I can do um, um, the the puppet from um, Full House. Do you remember the puppet? Woody the Woodpecker. The Olsen twins? Not Woody the Woodpecker. That's a cartoon from a while ago. Oh, I feel like I had a really Sorry, sweet Sorry, the Woody joke. the Woodchuck. Woody Woodchuck. Yeah. It goes, this is it. I used to do, I found out I could do it when I was in high school or... Can I say my joke again, just so you yeah, guys go, are here please. this time? Yeah. So say your part again. So I can do the uh, the Woody Woodpecker part. The, the, the puppet part. So the I puppet. can do a really good impression of the uh, puppet that uh, Joey plays from Full House. Oh, see, so you didn't say it that way the first what time. What did I say? You said I could. It's going to be so much funnier now that I've wait. Set yourself up and then do it. Okay, I'll, I'll set myself up. Do it a different. Do it a voice like me. Okay. And then, so set yourself up as I could do a really good impression <laughs> of the puppet from Full House. Oh, the Olsen twins. <laughs> Come on, you guys. It was worth it. You know that's great. You know the joke. It took. It took ten puppeteers from yeah. ILM yeah. to operate <laughs> the God, character really? of the old magic? You know, you know the joke's good when you have to say, "Come on, guys!" Afterwards, come on, guys! Come on, guys! <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's the eel. It's the eels. Yeah. Always, I like that joke. The eels always look this like. Is it ready? This is Woody the Woodchuck from um, Full House. Ready? I haven't yeah. done this in maybe a decade. Did you say Right? Yeah. Also, yeah. you just did Jar Jar Binks. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that took down the room. So I know your audience, really I guess. All of a sudden. <laughs> I hope we get good comments for this one. Oh, I hope the comments God. are so good. I'll, I'll predict it right now. Um, I'll predict it right now. 41 comments. Okay. 39 nice. No. 37 really nice. Two not about the podcast at all. <laughs> and then two completely negative ones. I want I want this I want the comment section for this podcast if you don't mind. I want it to be 
about stuff you guys really want to talk about. Like, leave comments about what's bothering you at home or like oh, don't. anything. Don't like, do really, that. Use, use the comment yeah. section. And then at the end, hashtag blessed, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, I really want... Um, then you, blame all of your problems on House of Lies. At Rejected Jokes is my Twitter handle. Yeah. At, my website is rejectedjokes.com. I post videos that I make. I don't understand. If they were rejected, why are you putting them on the internet? That's good. That's a good question, uh, uh, sir. Um, it's because I started off as a freelance writer for David Letterman, and that, so my website started as Rejected Jokes from there. Can I, I, I just, just really quickly, Boy George was trending on Twitter today, and so my first thought is like, did he die? Oh, no. So I click on the thing, not dead, but he just had some sort of a back and forth, like a negative back and forth with one of the One Direction guys. Oh, no. And it was funny to see people on Twitter, I guess, you know, young people have just rediscovered the concept of Boy George, because I saw more than one of the following tweet without any shred of irony, <laughs> more like Girl George. Oh, wow, wow. we got him though. Wow. Nailed him right in the kisser. So made, wow. I wanted to fucking punch the internet. I just yeah. the internet. And then those kids' dads program. were like, "Ah, oh, I made the same joke, kid. You're good. You're good." <laughs> and the cats and the great. Do you think that we could start a musical group, the three of us, called Boy Comma George? Yeah. Like Boy George. Boy George. I really George. like these apples. That's exactly correct. Yes. That's what I want. Our I thought you were going to say we're going to start a band called the Boy Commodores, where it's Lionel, where it's a young version of Lionel Richie and the Commodores. That'd be amazing. I'm a huge fan of the Commodores. Well, yeah. then we should we should do their origin story. Guys, Goodness. I'm not. What are we going to do about it? Do you think JJ would direct that, the Commodore's origin story? I think yeah. he's loosely attached right now, but I have a feeling he's going to drop because he's doing seven movies. Now, the studio doesn't understand why there's not an actual naval Commodore in there. <laughs> it's called the Commodore's. It makes no, it makes no sense, but um, JJ's loosely attached. Loosely attached. <laughs> you know, JJ, I wrote a remake of the film. Let's just start attaching him to stuff. Uh, I made a remake of the film Soap Dish. I wrote that for Paramount. And then JJ, I found out, had done uh, a punch-up on the original Soap Wow. Dish. I fucking love Soap Dish. Dude. Dude, yeah, I have a, I, I wrote a remake for Paramount for it. Oh, that's great! If people haven't seen Soap Dish, and that's awesome news, th I'll send it to you they secretly. Should, they I should have said that online. I will so not send it to you on Paramount. You will, Chris. I'm not allowed to send it to you. I'm oh, sorry, buddy. Way to cover up your tracks in the maze, Danny. You should still have <laughs> Kevin Klein in it, though. Oh my God, I think Kevin Klein's amazing. He's the one of my favorites. I like it. I like that movie a Cup lot. Cup Yeah. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Oh, the sound of a man eating a burrito. That's the sound of a man oh, working, working on, on the radios. Yeah, he says. Oh. Hop. Ha. Ha. Oh, my God, guys. John Smith just emailed me that I've given, given a grant award of $500 million if I reply. What oh are you God. even doing reply, here Reply, Ben. Reply. Make sure you give me your social security number. How are they going to know where to give you the money? I'll give it to him now. We're done, right? Is this recording? It's not not recording. What, if oh, you, is it always recording? It will, it will record as long as you're in the room. I'm going to let the CD run out. How much time do we have? Uh, 38 seconds. Okay, ready? Let's sing a song for 30 seconds. A house of pies, a house made totally of pies, is better than a house of lies. No, don't do that. Made entirely of Don Cheadle and dreams, there it goes from the... Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. 
Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.